Social distancing and increased isolation made for a lonely pandemic. So how did people find love six feet apart? I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Laura Svitalniak. You asked and we listened. Or more accurately, you asked and we finally got around to it. When we reached out for topic ideas, we got one response a lot. Dating and relationships. The pandemic has transformed the romantic landscape. Moving first dates to Zoom, second dates to late night phone calls, and weddings to, you guessed it, Zoom. Seeing as we wanted to avoid accosting our coworkers with dating questions, we decided to turn to an expert. Lisa Bonus covers dating and relationships for the Washington Post. She tells us how coworkers turn Slack into a dating app, why more couples were willing to be long distance, and what happened when one neighborhood in Capitol Hill came together to support a bride and groom. As I mentioned in our intro, it is not hyperbole to say that this episode, you know, love in the time of Corona was literally our most requested topic when we asked friends and coworkers for their thoughts. And I think part of why it took us so long to do was finding someone who could speak authoritatively on the topic without sounding like they were on an MTV reality show. Enter you. So how does one become a relationship and dating reporter for a major news publication? That is a very good question. I mean, I used to write a dating column in college when I was at UCLA back in the early 2000s, like literally was watching Sex and the City when it was on, you know? Uh, yeah. So I'm one of those many women who was inspired by the show to get into this. And so I had this column on the side and then I came to the Washington Post as a copy editor on the business desk and did that for a while and was an opinion editor for a long time. And after 10 years, I pitched this idea to write about dating and relationships. And I was like, I'm single, somewhat young, (laughs) um, was a little bit frustrated by the coverage of dating that would be done by folks who hadn't dated in decades. So I was like, why don't we have somebody who's kind of like going through this, creating content on this topic. As you've been reporting and writing about relationships during this pandemic, what are some of the biggest trends that you've seen crop up and what have you been reporting on? I mean, this will come as no surprise, but people are really lonely. That was the main thing that really came up, especially in the beginning. I mean, people are always eager to talk to me, but especially during the pandemic in the beginning. And it was just like, I was at home by myself talking to all these other people that were also at home by themselves. And they were just like, so willing to tell me everything that's going on with them, which I'm always really grateful for. And I wrote this story in the beginning of the pandemic about what it's like to go without touch for that point. Yeah. The story is like a year old, right? Like it had only been a couple months of people having to cope with that. One person from that story, I followed up with her months later when she finally had her first hug after, I don't know, a hundred and something days of isolation. Jeez. Yeah. It was like a year ago. And I was also kind of going through that. I guess I was dating somebody at that time. So I did, I did have some touch, but people are really lonely. And yet that doesn't mean that they're just hopping into a relationship with anyone, like still have really high standards, especially when pairing up with somebody can get you sick, right? In addition to just not being a good fit, the stakes are really high. I think the single experience is so different from everybody that was pulled up with their partner and kids. And they're just like so opposite. So I also found a lot of people who had trouble relating to their married friends. So you see like problems pop up in friendships too, or just friends that maybe weren't in touch with each other and thinking like, don't you realize how hard this is for me? And Just like a lot of, when I say a lot of loneliness, it's not just romantic loneliness. Right. I mean, this pandemic, I think, brought up a lot of existential 
dread about the unknown and that combined with loneliness is pretty difficult. So obviously the pandemic kept a lot of people away from each other physically, but it did increase the frequency with which people interacted virtually. There were plenty of dating apps that were established well before the pandemic started, but did you see any interesting trends kind of within the dating app world and with some of the people you talked to, did they share any stories about their success with dating apps during the pandemic or you know whether it wasn't enough? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, because dating apps are kind of your only option, some people were trying it like for the first time or really giving it a go when they hadn't maybe tried so hard before. I mean, also, as I'm finding all the time, people are turning everything into a dating app, right? Like meeting through... <laughs> Instagram or Twitter, or I just did the story about coworkers getting together. And some of those people that were getting together with their coworkers, like hadn't even met face to face. It was not like they had a work crush and then they went on Zoom and they were still seeing each other. New coworkers meeting on Zoom. Also one woman that I spoke to for that story, she started a new job during the pandemic, met this guy and they started hooking up or whatever. And she didn't even feel like he was a coworker because she'd never been in the office. He was just like some guy from Zoom. It didn't work out. But I think the main part of that story was that we're still looking for connection and we'll take like any shred of it and see where that goes. And also people were really willing to let long distance things percolate and see if there was anything there in a way that I was not seeing that kind of openness to long distance dating pre-pandemic. By that, do you mean meeting someone virtually and then just talking for quite some time before actually seeing the person? Yeah. One couple that I've spoken to several times, they actually were Facebook friends before the pandemic, but had never met in person and decided to have a phone call at some point in the early pandemic. They had these all night phone calls, like literally for like seven hours. And eventually after months of talking, the woman who lives in New York drove all the way to Southern California to meet this guy for the first time. The plan was if it goes well, she would bring him back to New York with her. And it did. And she did. And like, they've been together for a year. So wow. you know, there are other stories like that, right? People also relocated during the pandemic. I spoke to this couple where the woman was living in New York, but her family was in North Carolina. And so she went down there and was on Bumble, met a guy who lived in North Carolina. And after a couple of dates, because she was living with her parents, her parents were like, you can't be like seeing this guy and then coming in and out of the house. So why doesn't he move in? And they had like an extra cabin on their property and he moved in. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, I mean, it's super wow. intense. And as far as I know, I haven't talked to them in a couple months, but I think they're still together. That's so far removed from DC. I know. I'm sure the cabin is bigger than my apartment. One of the less tangible things that COVID has damaged, I think, is our ability to trust other people. Dating when you didn't know someone beforehand has always required a certain amount of faith, I think. And now on top of everything else, you have to take the other person's word that they are vaccinated or taking precautions. How has this impacted people's ability to date? It's forced a lot of these really honest, difficult conversations right off the bat. And I asked somebody once, I think it was a dating expert, like, how do you know if someone's telling the truth? This is pre-vaccine, this conversation. It was about social distancing. Mm -hmm. They said, well, you know, it's like when you ask someone, do you wear a seatbelt when you're in the car? And if somebody says yes, right? Like you believe them. 
if someone's like, well, I don't know, not all the time. If I'm in the back of a lift, maybe not. Then, you know, you get all this like equivocating that tells you this person is not really that serious about wearing a seatbelt. The same kind of thing that you can ask with social distancing, although social distancing harder to do than wearing a seatbelt, a little bit tougher. But it used to be that you would go on dates with lots of different people and you didn't have to be upfront about how many other people you were seeing. And now it's like- A risk to the, one's health. Right. From the get-go, you're like, who else are you seeing? And how often are you seeing them? And would you be willing to isolate before we get together? Mm. Now we're in this weird stage of most people are vaccinated, but the variants are happening. And so I don't know how people are really handling that right now. I think not as strictly as pre-vaccine. Right. And, you know, I think there was this anticipation when vaccines were getting rolled out and we saw a steep decline in cases that this summer was going to be, what is it called? Hot vac summer. You know, that was the that was the moniker. That was the title that a lot of people were prepping for. Now, you know, fears are probably back up again. What does that do, do you think, to someone who is really hoping to meet someone? It's hard. I wrote this story with a colleague about how hot back summer can't really live up to the hype. Like, mm-hmm. I think we had a line in there about like, maybe hot back summer is only in your mind. Mm-hmm. When I was talking to people for that story, they were like, what I really want to do is just like, go to a bar with my friends. The expectations yeah. were so low because last summer was so difficult. And a lot of people just like wanted some sense of normalcy. Going crazy, having a bunch of hookups was not really something I was hearing about a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that solves. The quick fix is quick. It doesn't really fix that much sometimes. The, the loneliness, you mean, right? I just meant hooking up as opposed to like really nurturing a relationship. A lot of dating apps were telling me that people just wanted relationships after so long of being alone. And so much of starting and maintaining a relationship is emotional intelligence. Like there's this running joke now that we're all relearning how to make small talk. And that's hard enough with family and coworkers. Do you actually think that's a skill we've lost? I know you've written about this. I don't know that we've lost it, but I actually don't know that we've lost that much by not being able to do small talk. I heard so many people be like, when life is really heavy, do you really need to talk about the weather? I mean, for a minute when it's like hot and disgusting. Yes. That's DC. (laughs) I think the pandemic gave us, it was a really difficult time and it showed us we can talk about harder things with people that we don't know very well. And those that can't handle the more substantial talk, if someone can't engage with you on that, then maybe you're not a match, you know? I mean, I think that's part of the reason a lot of these relationships that started during the pandemic did solidify is because they were um, forged in fire. Yeah, you were really like doing something difficult or getting through rough times immediately, which normally might take months or years to get to something like that. So yes, I think we are relearning how to socialize with new people. That is a thing mm-hmm. and get to know somebody we don't know. And that can be difficult when you haven't done that in a while. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I went on some first dates where they're like, so what's your story? And you're kind of like opening up a little bit. And then at the end, after an hour and a half, it's very clear they don't want to see you again. And you're just like, oh, what did I, why did I show you anything? I also want to still caution people. All the dating experts that I speak to all the time are saying, don't just talk about the pandemic. I don't know how many dates you've been on during the pandemic where it was like, oh, we're talking about COVID, but you got to talk about something else. Otherwise, you're not going to bond or really see what this person's personality is like. You know, if you can talk about things that you're looking forward to doing when things are safe or like small moments of joy that you found within the pandemic. 
you can make it more positive than just, oh, can you believe we might be going into lockdown again? Are we ever going back to the office? Again. Right. The other side of the coin is people who have been in relationships the whole time. So actually between the two of us, one of us is in a long-term relationship and one of us is single and we experience the pandemic very differently. So as much as we're talking about starting something new for people who have been together for a while, especially if they were living together, how do you cope going from living with your partner or spouse to living and working with them if you're working from home while also not really interacting in person with anybody else? You know, actually what comes to mind is a colleague wrote a piece about couples that got engaged during the pandemic, sort of like the pandemic showed them if we can handle this, we can handle anything. And so that is like, you know, piece of good news from all of this. I think it also obviously showed us that you don't have to have a huge blowout wedding, right? So many of these wonderful small Zoom weddings, speaking of Washington, one of the first stories I got to do in person during the pandemic is I went to this wedding on Capitol Hill on this tiny one-way, one-block street where the neighbors are all really involved in each other's lives. Like they have monthly happy hours outside. This is pre-pandemic they were doing this. They have Halloween celebrations. They do like a Christmas tree lighting. Just like everybody's kind of in and out of each other's homes and they share tools. When people move to the neighborhood, they say like, don't buy a drill. Like we got you, you know? So this couple that had been in the neighborhood maybe about a year in April, their wedding was postponed. And so they had a wedding in the street and they did it on Zoom. One of their parents was officiating over Zoom and was even nearby, but they wanted to keep them safe. The neighborhood all came out to help. They raked leaves and put up signs. They had their first dance with everybody there watching. These people didn't all necessarily even know each other very well. Like the neighbors were probably not the ones that were going to be invited to the actual wedding, but they put on this really beautiful celebration. This was an example of people coming together that are in close proximity and how meaningful that could still be. There were so many couples on that street, right? That talked about the beginning of their relationships. It was really wonderful to see and very heartening. Um, Yeah, a glimmer of hope. One last question I have is, you know, for anyone who's listening, what advice would you give them? What have you heard from the experts you've talked with and the couples you've talked with? What is your just advice to them as they look to not be lonely and, and look to find someone? I would say just put yourself out there. If you'd like to be set up, ask your friends if they know anyone. If you keep seeing somebody at the park or your coffee shop that you think, you know, it looks interesting, like strike up a conversation with them, try video dating, even if it weirds you out, you know, just, you don't have to go like, Oh, I have to go on 20 video dates this month or something. I think the pandemic really showed us to take things slow. You don't have to cram everything into your life all the time, right? Like just slow down. So whatever, like one small dating challenge you could give yourself or relationship challenge, whether that's planning a trip together, or maybe you've spent so much time together that you want to go off on solo trips. Like that's okay. Just whatever you personally need, or you think your relationship could benefit from, give that a shot. In the last quarter of 2020, Hinge saw its monthly active users in the U.S. increase over 50%. Tinder saw a jump of over 15% across the same time period. And the Delta variant isn't helping. It continues to pose new hurdles for dating as masking and social distancing have returned to the D.C. area. This region and the nation continue to see spiking COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. Health experts continue to push the vaccine as the most effective weapon against the surging virus. 
Since adding vaccination status to profiles, dating apps report that vaccinated users often garner more attention. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Luke Garrett. And me, Loris Vitaliak. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett. And our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join us next Monday as the world reopens.